0: All right, hi everyone. It's uh, Dave Barnett once again, and I wanted to do a little video. One of the most um, sort of insightful little sections at the beginning of my business buyer seminars that I that I do from time to time is why it's better to buy a business than to start one. So I wanted to make this little video and uh, simply present that part of my seminar. Um, so the smart way to get into a full-time business. Uh, My name is Dave Barnett Um, I was a full-time business broker from 2009 up to 2011 Um, and to this day I still help people um, by doing some coaching on how to buy businesses uh, by helping sellers evaluate their businesses and to prepare marketing packages to get their companies ready for sale Um, and uh, do educational seminars Um, as well as online uh, webinars, group coaching, etc. And coming up, uh, I'm going to be announcing the details of my 16-week program called Business Buyer Success, which is a series of group webinars followed by individual assignments, uh, and then I do one-on-one coaching to make sure that you do the assignments properly, and then we get back together in the group setting again to share what we learned. My blog, investlocalbook.com, I started uh, in 2014 when I published my first book invest local and the blog deals with topics of small business local deal making buying and selling businesses and uh, home economics um, things I do to manage my household and save money so why is it my sort of statement that I make to groups when I do this presentation is I say it's cheaper easier and faster and less risky to buy a business than to start one and I want to spend a few minutes here explaining why I have this opinion Um, but first a quote um, this is from Forbes magazine I I did a quick search online and they say that according to Bloomberg 8 out of 10 entrepreneurs who start a business fail within the first 18 months that is a whopping 80 percent crash and burn rate so why is it that so many people who start a business end up failing. Uh, Let's let's consider, what, what, what do you need when you have a business to be successful? Basically, I say that you need two things. You need paying customers, people who are willing to come to your business and give you money, and you also need a desired product, service, and executable systems in order to deliver those products and services. So let's think, for example, of a dry cleaning store. Um, you need people who want to have their clothes cleaned. You also need to have a system in place to figure out how you can accept people's clothes, mix them all together, clean them, and then sort them back out and get the you know pair of pants back to the gentleman who brought them in and the dress back to the lady who brought it in. It's more than just having the machine and the chemicals and knowing how to clean clothes. There's a whole system to how you deliver this product and service and how you do it in a timely fashion so you can guarantee uh, you know if you're gonna have things back next day or two day service or one hour service or whatever it is. So three different ways you can get into business. You can have a new startup, start a whole new dry cleaning business. You can open a new franchise, so you can buy into a franchise system, or you can purchase an existing dry cleaning business that already exists. So, if you decide to have a new startup, you don't have any paying customers. Presumably, all of the people who have dirty clothes in your town are getting their clothes cleaned someplace else. You may or may not have a desired product or service and executable system. So you might go and buy the dry cleaning machine, but you don't necessarily have all the systems in place to keep people's clothes sorted out, to get the, you know, the dress back to the lady who brought it in, etc. But what you will get when you start a new startup is you will get a reaction from existing competitors. So these are the people who are already in town. So imagine yourself starting a new dry cleaning business, or or any business for that matter. You are trying to solve a certain problem for people. Uh, Presumably all the people in your potential market are already having that problem solved by somebody else. So for dry cleaning, people already have a place that they're going. Presumably they're happy with the price they're paying and the service they're getting. There could be some dissatisfied people there that would like to change, but for the most part, everyone today with dirty clothes, they're going to someone else so if you start a new dry cleaning business you're going to have to try to get those paying customers by convincing people to leave where they're getting their clothes cleaned now you're going to have to try to figure out these the system to deliver the service properly and you're going to have to try to do this while the existing competitors are upset with you and probably engaging in very aggressive marketing tactics to try to make sure that you don't gain a foothold And if you're like most entrepreneurs that start off with a bunch of debt or maybe uh, obligations such as equipment leases and things like that, um, you are in a highly leveraged, weak sort of position. Your competitors who are already established, you know, they probably have paid down their debts. Um, They owe very little. They've got a lot of equity in their businesses. Um, If they're going to start a price war, chances are they have the ability to win. another way to start a new business is to open a new franchise when you buy into a franchise system presumably you're going to get an operating manual which shows you how to do the product or service how to execute you're going to have systems that the franchisor is going to teach you marketing materials are going to be all put in place but same problem as the new startup you don't have the customers you still have to convince people to leave an existing business and come to your new dry cleaning location. Uh, so, you're, even though it's a franchise, you're still going to elicit a response from the existing businesses that already exist in the market. If you buy an existing business, you already have those paying customers. People are already coming to that location to have their clothes cleaned. You already have a system in place. So, you've got a business seller that you're buying from they're gonna be able to teach you how to run this business they'll give you coaching and training you've got employees who know how to do the product or service they're there to help you as well but unlike the bottom two new startup scenarios when you buy an existing dry cleaner the competitive landscape hasn't changed so if there were four dry cleaners in your area and you bought one of them the other three people are going to be very interested to see what you're going to do but chances are they're not going to react until you do something so if you take over the business and start running it the same way that the old owner did uh, and you don't rock the boat and create too many problems initially for competition etc then chances are they're not going to react so you find a good profitable mature business that has paying customers, that has its products, service and systems in place, and you buy it and you start to operate it, and you start to earn a profit without creating a huge wave in the competitive market. So if you've ever looked at starting a business, you probably have done one of these cash flow analyses. So if this arrow represents time, let's say these are months. Um, when you start the business, you invest a lot of money into your startup fixtures, equipment, whatever it is that you're going to buy. Uh, and then you don't have enough customers at first, but you still have to pay rent, utilities, etc., advertising perhaps. So you have losses. You have losses every month, and hopefully those losses get smaller and smaller until you reach a point of break even, and then you start to have a surplus of cash flow where you have a profit every month the key is to reach this break-even point before you run out of cash and if we think back to that uh, Bloomberg quote eighty percent of new entrepreneurs fail within 18 months that's because they had 18 months of losses uh... before they had sufficient surpluses to to fill in those holes to cover off the debts etc so if you started a business with money in the bank um, you could have losses every month use up all that money and then you're out of business before you reach this point two out of ten reach this point and they're able to then start to start to have surpluses and they're able to have a profit and they can grow that business so that's the cash flow when you start a business when you purchase a good profitable business when you make that initial purchase of course you have a lot of money going out the door um, But if that business always had positive cash flow, if you're buying a good, mature, profitable business, then right off the bat, you're immediately going to enjoy um, positive cash flow. So when a person buys a business, they they typically pay a price, a market value for that business um, that is more than the tangible value of the equipment and inventory, etc., and that amount that you pay which is greater than the tangible value is what we call the goodwill literally goodwill is the money that a business buyer is willing to pay to avoid this period of time this startup period where you lose money every month that's why business buyers pay for goodwill let's look at the experts the world of of big big corporations Uh, large corporations Usually grow by buying smaller rivals. You see this in the news all the time. Big cell phone companies buy small cell phone companies. You know, uh, big mining companies buy small mining companies. Uh, when companies want to grow into a new market, they typically buy a company in that market. So, um, you know, when uh, Lafarge uh, Ready Mix Concrete, you know, one of the biggest in the world, decides they want to move into a new geographical area. Uh, what they typically do is they go and they look for some small independent ready-mix concrete operator and they buy that company and they make it part of the Lafarge uh, brand Um, so they right from day one they have positive cash flow in their new market and large companies rarely start new businesses except when driven by a new technology so that's why you see big companies starting new businesses in the technology space you saw the telephone companies starting up cell phone companies back when cell phones were invented and that was a new technology. Um, but outside of a new technology driving uh, driving a new, completely different industry, you don't typically see uh, large companies starting new businesses. It's just not something they normally do. They They want to put their capital into something that's going to be a sure thing. So they pay for that goodwill and they get positive cash flow from day one. So thanks for listening to this little video. Um, Please share, give it thumbs up, subscribe to my channel, Um, go to the InvestLocalbook.com blog site uh, and follow my blog. I post a lot of stuff on my blog that I find online that's interesting in the the vein of small business or business acquisition. Um, And uh, you can join my mailing list there as well and always get up to date information on any courses or classes that I'm presenting. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoyed uh, this video.